0: Welcome to the Perfect First Layer podcast, a bi-weekly podcast where we answer questions from you, the 3D printing community. My name is Guy from Guy's Shop, and as with me always are my co-hosts, JJ and Nathan. Hello. Hello. And we do depend on your questions for this podcast, so if you have one for our panel, please go to perfectfirstlayer.com, go to the submit page, and send it. We also have a Patreon account. We only have one level right now. We're simply asking for a small donation to keep this podcast going. So go to patreon.com slash perfect first layer. We do need some questions. So everybody that's listening out here, send a bunch of questions. What's, what's your personal email, Nathan?
1: Um, it's, the, it's perfectfirstlayer at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> I was going
0: to say, send them all to Nathan. Nathan loves email. So what what do you got going on in the lab right now, Nathan?
1: Um, Well, I've been reviewing a couple printers here and there, and I just recently did a kind of a 3D printing news recap, which I thought was pretty fun. So I'll probably do those like every other month from here on out. But I was just kind of summarizing all of the important stuff in the industry that's been going on.
0: Can you give us uh, all that stuff in a nutshell?
1: Okay, yeah. I um basically I started out by talking about 3D print general whose entire channel got deleted with his hundred twenty or so thousand subscribers. Oh, yeah, that's horrible. I know a lot of people in our audience probably watched his channel. Um mm-hmm. and I guess YouTube felt like he pushed things a little bit too far and they just cut off his head. <laughs> like they just yeah, yeah. completely I, took him out. Uh,
0: yeah, I, 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 we were talking to this about this a little bit before the podcast started. I said free speech does not live on YouTube. Right, They can do whatever they want. That's unfortunate. Yeah.
1: There's certainly limits to what you can and can't say on YouTube. And mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of confusing because there's some like political commentators that say some pretty wild stuff. And there's people who focus on gun and war footage. And then it's like, where is the line? And it gets kind of confusing for people. I really
0: think the line is drawn by who can afford really good lawyers. Mm. They're not going to come after a guy that has, you know, 5 million subscribers because he's probably making a lot of money and can afford good lawyers. So there's no point in it. Somebody that can't afford a $20,000 an hour lawyer, they screw you. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's unfortunate and, Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm just encouraging anyone who enjoyed his content to just follow up with him on other platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of the way it is sometimes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, other than that, I talked about like some drama between Prusa and Bamboo Lab. They've been having like a, a Twitter spat about um, <laughs> uh, Bamboo Lab's new printables clone. It's like their file sharing site.
0: It's not just, a, I mean, it's it's the exact same site.
2: Right. Oh really? Have you used it? Have you tried it out?
0: I have. I have used it. I I actually tried it out. I sent something to my printer from my phone and it worked very well. Oh nice. Um, Yeah. But I've looked I've 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 brought it up on my on my PC and it's I mean, it's the exact same as printables. (laughs) It's just a different color.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: I wonder if it's like a difference in philosophy between like Eastern companies and Western companies. Cause here, you know, everyone prides themselves on being original. And if someone rips you off directly, that's like a huge insult, but over there, it might be like, Oh, of course you would copy me because I got it right. Like, here you go.
0: <laughs> well, if you look, you look at Creality, I mean, I don't think anything they've done recently is innovative. It's just copying somebody
1: else. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm and, and putting it together in a well packed good yeah. package and selling it at a good price.
1: Yep. The interesting thing about this industry of uh, like consumer grade 3D printers is that people have it as a hobby and they will do all the research and development and come up with these crazy ideas. And as a company, like you'd be foolish to not leverage that. Like people are coming up with awesome solutions like yep. Clipper and you know, Clipper itself is like you it would cost you a million plus to develop that on your own time. I feel like it's it's a pretty uh, advanced software package, but you know it's just sitting there for free for anyone to use, and uh, yeah, more companies are starting to use it.
0: What 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 uh, mm-hmm. printers did you put videos out on,
1: on? Um, well, in that in my news segment, I talked about a couple printers. I guess the Bamboo Lab A1 was kind of the most significant release yeah. in the last month. Um, but also, we've got new printers from Creality, Anycubic, Soval, Elegoo, and uh, and others. There's another one, the the Poly Magneto X is probably one of the <laughs> most interesting ones that's making the rounds on social media now. Um, they got rid of all the belts, and it's all, they're using like these rare earth magnet rails. It's basically a linear motor, and uh, it's just like really crazy solutions I'm not sure if it makes sense to actually use something like that but it looks cool so uh, yeah it looks cool and until it's
0: until it's actually a printer it's going to be like the uh, what I would consider the Prusa XL it's three years down the road maybe
1: yeah and I'm a little suspicious of them because they brought the printer to East Coast RepRap Festival but they didn't have it printing
2: really
0: Yeah,
1: they just had it moving its motion stages around and it seemed impressive and like it worked, (laughs) but it's like, "Mm,
2: like, there's a lot of (laughs) the most important part to these rails. (laughs) So like printing is the easy part of just like extruding some hot plastic.
1: (laughs) Right. But there's small issues that you could have with like major ringing or ghosting or like other artifacts that you can't see unless you're printing.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I think everybody at this point knows that it's still like in, in, uh, Process of being engineered, and I don't think mm-hmm. anybody would hold their feet to the fire if there was a little bit of ringing on it.
1: Yeah, well, people are putting their pre-orders in, and they're hoping to have them by Christmas. So, oh my, fingers crossed. Yeah, good luck, good <laughs> luck. Um, but in terms of other printers, we've got uh, larger size format printers from uh, uh, AnyCubic Cobra Two. Plus and Max. And then there's also the Elagoo Neptune 4 Plus and Max coming out. Plus and Max. And then there's the so <laughs> Which is bigger, the Plus fun. or the Max? The yeah, Max. Those it's those max. Big words. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's just a ton of printers coming out because they're all kind of gearing up for this holiday season. The holiday I think.
0: season, yeah. yeah. What about you, JJ? What you got mm-hmm. going on?
2: Yeah, so I just finished testing the uh, Flash Forge Adventurer. 5m pro (laughs) remembering all these names is ridiculous it's great i've been printing solidly on it ever since i finished the review for it um you like it it might become my new workhorse i think it might print better than the k1 and the p1p i need to do Mm. more deep dive on it but the quality is uh i think better so far
1: yeah um I actually agree with you on that one. I I tested it out last week and it's a very good printer.
2: Uh The one issue is the fan on the back that you, I saw you replaced. Right. (laughs) I I tore it a new one.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, I was was watching. I'm going, I'm just shaking my head. Is
2: that, is that fan loud on yours as well? It's just, it's not loud. It's just always on. Right. So it's, when printing it's louder than that fan is but that fan just sounds like i mean my air filter sounds the same way it's just like oh you have a fan on in the corner of your room every time all the time that the printer is turned on which yeah. is kind of weird that it doesn't like the p1p the all the fans turn off when it's not running and mm-hmm. so you don't even know whether it's turned on or not yeah um yeah
0: Do, does um that have all the features of like the 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 bamboo and the K1, like the automatic Z offset. And automatic, I'm sure it has yeah, automatic yeah, that's yeah. leveling. All so the automatic all that.
2: stuff. Um, side fan, uh, internal camera. They actually use, uh, they recommend you use Orca Slicer. So I downloaded Orca huh. Slicer and so I've tried that one out now. And oh, you've never my used mind.
0: Darker Slicer before?
2: No, I never downloaded it the now. You know,
1: it's based on uh, Bamboo Studio, which is based on Prusa Slicer. So yeah. you're going to oh, have yeah. a hard time with
2: it. <laughs> I know. I, well, was it's, like, I mean, it's, I it's mean,
0: exactly like Bamboo Slicer. Yeah. which no is why I don't, I don't
2: like it. <laughs> it's anno- <laughs> I can't figure out how to save my configurations. Uh, it's, there's some like of basic things that I feel like I can't figure out on it. I need to post a
1: poll on my YouTube channel of what slicer people use so we can see how much of an outlier
2: uh, JJ is. Uh Oh,
0: I think he's the only person that uses Kira (laughs) still.
2: I keep it around. It's great. It's the best. (laughs) (laughs) It's so simple. Every other slicer I feel like tries to do too much. I'm like, just give me a basic slicer. Well, The
0: the thing I like about Bamboo Slicer is just their... um, pre-built profiles Mm -hmm. seem to do a really good job. And I don't have to mess with it. I just do. And the the Orca is the same way. Mm -hmm. So, um,
2: yeah. And I like the the Orca kind of accent color is teal, which is kind of like my channel color. So I love Mm -hmm. that part of it. It's great. It fits with my theme.
0: Yeah, I think the Orca has a... Profile for the K1 in it now.
2: Yes. Yeah. I've used that. It so, works well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've uh, been doing a couple things here and there. I've, I've, I did a video on the Creality CR10 SE.
1: And yeah. How did you like it? I'll have to watch that after this.
0: Yeah. You'll, you'll have to watch the video. But um, I really wanted to like that printer. It had everything... It had everything you could want. And the print quality was just, it was okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's it was not call. good. It was not great. Yeah. Um, I, I compared the print on that to, you know, obviously the, the bamboo P1P, and it's just no comparison. And I, I have an Elegoo 4 in also, and the Elegoo 4 printed better than that.
1: Yeah, it's confusing so, because it's like it's got every upgrade that you could want yep. to put on an Ender 3. Yep. But for some reason, the exact combination of components and structural whatever. It, it's,
0: it's like it's like Z banding you're getting on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I was thinking about the other day. I think I might I think I'm going to try loosening the belts up a little bit because they seem really tight. I don't know if yeah. that is going to make a difference or not. You know what it
1: might be is a small amount of slop on those linear rails. Like if they're using lower quality linear rails and there's just a tiny bit, like a, a, a couple 10th, like a 10th of a millimeter of play mm-hmm. that could cause mm-hmm. that. I mean, it seems really st- solid and stiff when it's all put together, yeah. but I, I should look really closely at it and see if there's just a tiny bit of play. Cause it's just the yeah. layers don't stack up correctly. I really, yeah. I
0: really, really wanted to like that printer. Mm-hmm. I- I, I, I feel awful. But I, I've got that Elegoo Neptune 4 in, and that thing prints really well, and it's really
1: fast. <laughs> and it's really cheap. Yeah, it's really cheap. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I, I don't like know if I told the- you guys, I ended up giving my Ender 3 V3 SE away and kept the Neptune. Mm, yeah. Um. So but that's about it. And I did get my Voron in.
1: Be All a right, fun, so guy's not going to be day. coming out with any videos for two months while he puts it together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: It, uh, well, it only takes 20 hours to put it together.
1: Yeah, Not okay. bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could, I could work for 20 hours and then buy a pre-assembled printer or yeah, two. It'll, it'll take me. I, I,
0: I am estimating it's going to take me at least 60
2: hours Yeah, to put together. Minimum.
0: Try. Minimum. Uh-huh. The way I work. Because I'm old and slow and i don't read i can't read so you know i've got to have everything uh i'm
2: right. the same way when putting things together like printers where they're like oh it'll take 10 minutes to put together i'm like no it'll take me 30 because i'm slow yeah. and i'm precise i try to make yep. every bolt correctly tightened you know like yep.
0: it was like my voron 0.2 i've got at least 40 hours putting that thing
2: together oh yeah I would say I I took at least 40 hours to put mine together it had some mods that took a long time on it but still like it was a a solid week of working on it to get it together
0: but I've got pretty much everything in I got uh, the only thing I'm waiting for is a hot end
2: hmm which one are you going through?
0: with uh, the Fetus Rapido
2: ah yes yeah
0: They're supposed to be sending me one, but I have not seen it yet.
1: I hooked guy up with the sponsorship. I was like, send this man a fetus rapido.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And they said they were going to send it. And then I waited like a week and I emailed them. I said, have you sent it yet? And I haven't heard back from them. That was a week ago. So I I don't, I'm not uh, holding my breath.
1: Yeah. I guess I just have flaky friends. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm looking forward to putting that together, but I got to get those, that, that video out for the Neptune and then I'll be done with my uh, obligations
1: for it. So,
0: all right. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we get into questions?
1: I don't think so. I'm ready for the user questions because we got some good ones today. Let's get into it.
0: All right. So we've got two questions from Roy. And we're going to do both of them because they're both good questions. This first one says he's a dedicated Aussie listener. He says, thanks for the great podcast podcast. And his question is, I recently purchased a K1 Max. Not many issues except hot end blockages. Three in as many weeks. It's even causing under extrusion and I have to disassemble the hot end to clear it out thing is, it seems to line the inside just above the nozzle, which seems impossible to clear. Any advice would be much appreciated. Is it me, the way I'm changing the filament, or is it an issue with the printer? Thanks, Roy. JJ, what do you yeah.
2: think? Yeah, so I actually have run into a similar issue on the K1 printers. Uh, when you press retract, it goes through the whole process of retracting it and... Then before you pull on the filament, you need to unclip the latch on top of the extruder and then pull out the filament um, because it can kind of lead a filament and then a little bit of stringing. And then there's a little ball of filament, if that kind of makes sense. Uh, so you if you just rip it ball? out, you it leaves a little ball of filament stuck down in there. And so then when you try to jam in the next filament, you're there's a little too much clogging in there. So, one thing that I've found that helps is after you do the retract function, then make sure to unclip the latch on top before pulling out the filament. See, and I don't t- do that at all. Okay, yeah. I just
0: pull. I just pull the filament.
2: Rip right. it out. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had any issues. And so I, I've had it where some filaments go back in well, and some filaments don't. So matte filaments don't. It's, uh, I get real. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I've never had a problem pulling the, the, the filament out, but putting it in, I mean i i I've, I've got I don't I don't have the clip on there, so I gotta pull the the mm-hmm. Bowden two out and I you know, stick it down in there so it's not automatic by any stretch of the imagination. I I don't have any issues pulling it out. My my mm-hmm. nozzle is never clogged. Um, yeah. Have you had have you had any issues, Nathan, with clogging on yours?
1: I'm trying to think. Um on my regular K1, I've destroyed it so uh, <laughs> <laughs> through user error. And uh, my K1 Max hasn't been getting good first layer quality yet. Mm. I was able to fix the K1, but the K1 Max is still like kind of an uneven first layer. So I don't use it a whole lot. But I have seen the issue that JJ is describing where yeah. like it, it kind of pulls away like this little wispy little connection. And then there's a solid piece at the end of it. And I could see how that could lead to a, a clog, but I haven't had that happen personally. Mm-hmm. What do you, uh, Just as a side note, what did you, your K1, to destroy it? So I, uh, I sliced some files and set the flow multiplier to 160% <laughs> because I was using a different extruder that had a different uh-huh. gear ratio. Oh, but oh, yeah. then I fix the extruder by putting the the new extruder kit that Creality has been sending out on it. So I needed to turn that back to a hundred percent flow rate, you know, like normal flow. Mm-hmm. But instead I just reran the old files that were already on the printer. So it was extruding too much plastic and it was just like massively over extruding. And then it started like ramming into the pile of plastic and uh, it like really <laughs> destroyed the hot end um so yeah that's where my k1 is at right now that's too bad and they're not very fun to work on compared to like your ender threes where Mm -hmm. everything's all easy to access so i just i've had so many other printers in for review that i haven't had the time to Mm -hmm. fix that one
0: okay well back to the question what 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 do you think could be roy's problem is it user error is it the printer what should he what should he look at you think
1: Well, JJ's uh, theory makes sense to me. Um, One thing that it could be is sometimes there's like a little Bowden tube in between the extruder and the hot end that helps guide the filament. So maybe if that was cut too short from the factory, then there could be like a little lip for it to get caught and not feed correctly. That's a good point. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing about these more proprietary systems is they're designed to be you know, you put them together and you leave it there.
0: What if, Um, what if you were running PLA inside that thing and had the top down and the door closed Would that heat build up in there, cause any problems?
1: Yeah. I've actually heard that, uh, some people have issues with the K one, uh, having heat creep where basically Mm. the hot, the hot zone of the, the nozzle ends up heating up the the places that are a little bit higher up. And then you have the filament melting before it's supposed to be melted. And then it kind of gets jammed in there. So mm-hmm. that could be, um, that could be an issue as well.
2: Yeah. And
1: Creality yeah. provides like a, an unjamming tool with the the thing. So apparently they know that sometimes that can happen. I haven't had to use it personally, but you know, you got a tool in the box for it. One of the,
0: the the best upgrades I did on my K1 is to have a thing on printables where there's like an extension to raise the, the, the lid up, but it also has hinges on it. So you can just flip the top up and don't have to find a home for it somewhere else, which is mm. pretty nice.
1: Yeah, um, that is nice. That's yeah. like the, uh, the Flash Forge Adventure 5M Pro. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a hinge
0: built right in. 5M Pro Deluxe. They have a Deluxe model of that? How many different 5Ms do they have?
1: (laughs) 5M
2: Pro Deluxe Max Extra. I'm
1: waiting for the Max. That'll probably be a good uh, printer if they come out with (laughs) one. Yeah. But it's just the two models right now. It's basically a a P1P clone and a P1S clone.
2: Yeah. How big is the build? Way cheaper. Uh, 220 cubed.
0: 220 cubed. So it's a little bit shorter.
2: Yeah, so it's a bit smaller. All right. right. But the bamboo will steal your build volume. Oh, yeah, they take the little corner. They steal the corner. And the top, they say, they print it on the front. You get 256 by 256 by 256. But the Z height is only 250. Oh. (gasps) They're lying to you. Those
0: bastards. Yeah. So... I, I'm looking forward to putting my Voron together and having that big, huge build volume that I'll never use.
2: <laughs> what is it? Three hundred and fifty. Yeah, you oh, do man. full cosplay. I can see guy <laughs> I'm and, not, and I'm like get to print that. a full Halloween costume.
1: <laughs> I'm not doing that crap. Ready
2: for? 31st. Have, you,
1: have you seen the uh, Flying Bear Ghost Reborn Two or Flying Bear Reborn Two? Uh,
2: I don't.
0: Know I've if heard like of
2: it. Reborn Two. I haven't seen it
1: i watched a review for it and it looks insane in what way uh the price point mainly like i'm i'm a very price motivated shopper yeah they've had this one out for
2: a bit right yeah so um like 438 380 dollars 380 dollars right now
1: 380 and it's how big is it is it 350 by 350 let me scroll down. 350
0: by 350 for eight for th- for uh, 400
1: bucks.
2: 330 by 330. Okay, 330 by 330. By with a 300,
1: call. with a 350 degree hot end,
2: <laughs> and linear, linear rails, rails Yeah. Corex Core XY, fully enclosed.
0: Is it all fully automatic? Everything.
1: I, I mean, don't... it's basically like a pre-built um, Voron.
2: I don't know how flying bear does any of this. (laughs) Like they have ridiculous prices.
1: Well, the thing is these printers aren't that expensive to manufacture. I mean, most of the is the material cost and you know, like bamboo lab, uh, someone told me when bamboo lab first launched their printers, they're like, Oh man, they're barely breaking even selling these printers for $1,200. And I'm like, okay, it (laughs) it takes four (laughs) stepper motors. Some stamped sheet metal parts. It's basically yeah. the same to produce as an ender three, but they're okay. selling it for how much? You know, like what yeah, you got yeah.
0: you have companies like uh, Prusa or Creality or somebody. I mean, they're spending an enormous amount of money on advertising too. It's not just the the cost of manufacturing. Um,
2: advertising, yeah. What, where do you, where do you see ads for? I don't think all the
0: printers they give away. I mean, oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I I go on yeah, yeah, like yeah. a news website, and because I watch some Creality videos on YouTube, I get uh, ads that pop up on my.
2: Those, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're paying for that. Uh huh. Of course. So
0: yeah, there's they're paying for a bunch of stuff, and that mm-hmm. that adds to the cost of everything.
1: Yeah. But then the other so, question is: Have you ever seen a flying bear? Ghost? No. To add, they don't no. advertise, and
0: that—that's that, that's, my, that, that, that <laughs> yeah. thats the point I was trying to make. Is they don't advertise, so um, you know they should—they should send one of those to you, Nathan.
1: They should, but I don't think they like what I did to the last one. Do they know? Uh, I haven't explicitly told them.
0: You should send, Should I t- send them an email? Uh, let I, them know what you did.
1: No, that's fine. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> it's better if they don't. I, Guy's referring to the uh, the Flying Bear Ghost <laughs> two that I threw off of my balcony. Uh, it was the Flying Bear Ghost 6. Yeah. Just classic.
0: I was, I was laughing so hard I almost peed my pants oh, when God. I saw that. It was funny. So it sounds like, Roy, that it's a, an issue with how the, the filament is being taken out.
2: Could be. I would say check your process to make sure to unlatch it. Um, The other issue I've had with clogging is if in the slicer, I forget to tell it which filament I'm using. Like if I have it on ABS and I am really trying to print PLA, that's another easy clog issue I've commonly run into.
1: Yeah. And next time you're taking the printer apart, just check for the Bowden tube that goes in between the extruder and the hot end. Because there's yeah. a little Bowdoin tube that's fit into the carriage there.
0: Next time you're taking the printer apart.
1: Not yeah. everybody just pulls their printers If apart, you man. ever take it apart. <laughs> he said he had to take it apart to fit. He had to disassemble uh, it. okay. To yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah, So maybe so. maybe he disassembled it. it. Uh, it's possible that when he disassembled it and put it back together, then he forgot the Bowdoin tube in yeah. there. Which I have actually done, and it does cause clogging. <laughs> No, that would definitely cause
2: some clogging. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it works though. Like, it, Oh, wow. That's a, an impressive printer. Right. Yeah.
0: So let's get on to his next question. And this is about the K1 firmware. So his question is the, the K1 firmware hack that was provided by Creality on GitHub. And what he's talking about, it's a... It's a, a file you run in the uh, secure shell, and it uh, unlocks uh, unlocks Clipper, so you can mm-hmm. put fluid or mainsail on it, uh, and it's backed by Creality. So in other words, they opened up their operating system, open source. He says, I've been doing the yards and checking and researching, but cannot other than maybe a couple of issues from people on Reddit. I have around three years experience in 3D printing, so I do have some knowledge. And thank you for the great podcast. So have you guys tried this on the K1 or the K1 Max?
1: I personally haven't, but um, I'm interested in updating the firmware on, on my K1 Max mm-hmm. because I want to
2: basically fix the bed leveling issues I've been having. And mm-hmm. so I, I do have the the full Clipper, or mostly full Clipper, uh, on the K1 Max. And I really like that this version of it, you're not losing any functionality of it. Like, you can still use the full touch screen, You can still use it as if you didn't have this new yes. version on it. Um, but if you want to, you can open up the web page and get full config cool. file access and add all the full control you want, but it doesn't really change any. You're not losing out on anything by installing this. At least I haven't found had any issues at all. And I mostly haven't used the Clipper webpage since since like day one of installing it. So
0: the only, the only thing I've noticed is I I prefer mainsail. Okay. And the camera doesn't work on mainsail. You have to install Mm. crow's dust, which I haven't done. Huh? So um, it only works in fluid.
2: Well, fluids just better. <laughs> oh, I, I, it's,
0: it's six of one, half dozen of the other. Exactly. I'm just I'm just used to mainsail. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it, I I did it, and it was it went very smooth. There was no issues, and
2: mm-hmm.
0: all you really do is you up you have to download firmware, and then kind of like sideload it, right? And then I'll, I can't even remember.
2: Um, I did a short on it. Um, It was real quick. Yeah. <laughs> you just like install it, it.
0: It was really easy. SSH, it was super fast. SSH yeah. into it. You hit a couple buttons and boom, yeah, you're yeah. done.
2: And they tell you which ones, what to type in and stuff. So it made yeah, it really easy. Yeah.
0: But I haven't had, I didn't, I, said I, I printed all the parts for my Voron on that thing. And It was just mm-hmm. like, you know. 60, 70 hours of printing didn't have any issues at all. Yeah. Nothing. So it worked very well. What would be the the downside to installing this other than you can brick your motherboard?
2: (laughs) I haven't actually seen any of these issues um, of people having issues with the installation. That was the reason why I haven't done it previously was the previous version of kind of like hacking into it to get Mm -hmm. the full clipper. You lost touchscreen control on the front. And so I was like, I, I use it. I like having that touchscreen to control it and all these things. Yeah.
0: It's the the touch screen still work, but if you started the printer remotely, then it wouldn't show up on the touchscreen.
2: Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: So you said you're having problems with your bed leveling, Nathan?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it works well enough, but, you know, I, I think there was some kind of firmware update that happened along the way because sometimes I get like really early units in the, it's not production firmware yet. So <laughs> I'm like, well, uh, this will probably get fixed by the time. Oh, that's that's lined. right.
0: You You work off the grid, don't you?
1: Yeah, so uh, like you don't get all the the those push updates. Kind of, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> updating the firmware is kind of difficult for me sometimes. I like have to uh, put it in my car and bring it to a Starbucks parking lot and log into the Wi-Fi there.
0: <laughs> so you don't have Wi-Fi at your office
1: at all? Uh, I have a LAN network, but no internet connection. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> So the secret, it's, so, it's yeah. so strange
0: to me it's like there, there's this Wi-Fi everywhere
1: yeah. yeah I mean I just I just don't want my printers to be communicating with anything while they're running you know yeah. maybe I'm paranoid but
0: no not at all I know that like on my CNC machine they they recommend that the, the, the PC you use to control it is not hooked up to the internet Right. And it actually puts a file in there mm-hmm. and changes the registry, so it can't the, the PC cannot update. Oh yeah. Once you uh, install yeah. the software, so you're, when you're not when you're running something, it doesn't crap out on you. It decides to you know I'm gonna, I need to reboot now.
1: Yeah, you know it's mean? like time for a Windows update. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it doesn't do that.
0: So, um, I, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that, but I mean.
1: Plus, it's, like, it's, less, it, it's less distractions for when I'm filming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I go but and as, get my stuff done.
0: But as far as like worrying about if there's going to be some kind of network issue, I mean, I, myself, I'm really not that concerned about it. Okay, so they know what I'm printing. Okay.
1: Well, I, let's say let's say I just left my bamboo lab printer on overnight. And, and I went home printing. and then it starts printing on its own in the middle of the night. Like, you know, people say, Oh, you're crazy. Like that would have never happen, but it literally just happened. like last yeah. Month. <laughs> yeah, it did happen.
0: But so what's the worst thing that can happen? It starts, it prints something.
1: I mean, I never want, I, I always want to know what the status of my machines are. I turn them all off when I'm done and mm-hmm. because they're, they're potential fire starters. They have heating elements that are definitely hot enough to be able to light stuff on fire. Mm-hmm. I showed it with, on that Mingda. Yeah. It just mm-hmm. melted aluminum yeah. on it. It's yeah. wild. Right. Because I mean, plastic is like a fuel source and mm-hmm. then you're deliberately heating it up to hundreds of degrees. It's like, I, I, I kind of treat it like a lot more seriously than a lot of people do, I guess.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I treat it more seriously than I do. I, I look just, at it like an appliance. I mean, it's like, to me, that'd be like unplugging your microwave. Or unplugging your coffee maker because you're not using it. That's got a heating element in it.
2: Like a Does, toaster. It, just automat- Does toaster
0: it randomly turn house, itself yeah. on and heat stuff up? No. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, think about the level of software certification that's required to release a 3D printer. None. I mean, yeah, yeah, there's no certification. <laughs> They're just yeah. like basically uh, like giant Arduino programs running on these printers that are <laughs> foot in control of these things. It's like when you're dealing with microwaves and, other appliances they have like boards of certification i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that yes they have to yeah. make sure that they pass certain tests and they're not going to do weird stuff yeah
0: I, I i i do appreciate what you're saying and I, I do but for me i just there's a lot of things i just don't care about yeah <laughs> i'm just totally apathetic towards so much that's what happens when you get older you just, right. you just you start living in a state
1: of complete apathy you're just like, ah, that's what insurance is for. Yep. <laughs> it burns down my garage. It's I, stuff. I'll get out of the house. I don't <laughs> care.
0: <laughs> you know, that's that's really, that's the way I look at it. Yeah. You know, it's like, if you see these people like get a brand new car and they start parking like a mile away from the store because they're afraid somebody's going to door their car or something. That's, that is not me. It's like, it's a car. I don't care. I'm good scratch on it. Okay. Anyways, so... um. So we're all on board with that the clipper might be a good thing. We haven't heard anything bad about it. Have you heard anything bad about it, Nathan?
1: Well, what just what JJ was saying about the earlier versions having issues. So I mean that's another reason why I'm averse to hooking mm-hmm. my stuff up to the internet. It's but like the, I want the know official
2: version. I official think version. Good. the unofficial hack version. I was like, I skipped those. Yeah. yeah.
0: But have you heard anything bad about the official? version nathan
2: i just haven't
1: heard anything about it so i need to okay this is the 1st time hearing about it i kind of want to go update my i thought i
0: thought you were the person that knows all the stuff in the news
1: (laughs) well i had to forget some stuff to make (laughs) all that knowledge
0: you really put so much water in a glass
1: yeah or a thimble
0: (laughs) all right we've got another question here and this is from noah and noah says or, yeah, he says, I have an Ender 3 V2 Neo, and the bed is in very bad condition, and the prints are not sticking well. Meanwhile, I wait for a new bed. Meanwhile, while I wait for a new bed, I want to ask, can I use lacquer on my bed? I don't know which type it is. Thanks. I don't think you want to put lacquer on your, on your bed. It would really stinking it could cause a fire because you use acetone as the thinner for lacquer. It might be a bad
2: idea. What is lacquer? Give us a uh, woodworking one oh one on <laughs> it sounds like a woodworking term, right?
0: Lacquer is a type of finish.
2: Kind of like okay, poly- yeah.
0: polyurethane or shellac. Okay, yeah. Um but it's like a it's like a it's a thing that they they get from from bugs and it it's a very hard thing and but then you use acetone to thin it so it's like a so so you're taking like rocks you're putting them in a glass and you're putting acetone in it and that's what you get you get lacquer Mm. almost all your all commercial furniture is finished with lacquer
2: with lacquer yeah
0: yeah so I, I've never. You guys ever heard of putting like lacquer on a
1: on a bed? No. No, I wouldn't do that. No, um, I, I I, there's there's uh, specific products that they sell for like bed adhesion, mm-hmm. um, and I would assume they work pretty good. Like some of the high end machines, they pretty much always ship with uh, like a glue stick of some sort or some kind of adhesive to help with bed adhesion. So I would try that out. Um, my real issue with this ender 3 v2 neo is just like kind of a bigger issue with creality in general and that's that they're using these polycarbonate coatings for their beds yeah which absolutely suck compared to <laughs> pei like pei sheets they they never break down they stick just well enough and parts pop off really easily but for some reason creality is using these polycarbonate coatings that just get torn up after a couple weeks of usage Sometimes even on the first print, they'll stick too hard and then you mm-hmm. tear it off and it just like rips a hole out of the polycarbonate sticker. So, I mean, that's something I really wish they would fix because that bugs me about a lot of the printers that I work with.
2: Yeah, polycarbonate is way too strong and yeah, it's damaged too easily. Um, um,
1: the worst thing is I have the CRM4, which is a like an ultra large format printer. It's, it's for max.
2: Does that have a? polycarbonate bed Uh, it does yeah Oh no,
1: (laughs) yeah the crm4 is 450 by 450 millimeters (laughs) and uh i damaged the build tray because i was printing with ptg and it stuck too well and now i had to i I literally spent hours maybe as many like five to ten hours just peeling that sticker off and the inordinate amount of gunk they used to glue it down it's like a baseball sized piece (laughs) of glue that i've been like peeling off of it and I'm not even done yet, and I think I'm just going to give up. Because... I have
0: I have two words: yeah. G10. Yeah,
1: yeah. I just need to get a big G10 sheet for it. Big you think? G10. Yep.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's better than
2: I don't even like powder the textured PEI. Uh, I just I've it's hit or miss. Some textured PEI works great, some doesn't, and needs glue stick for me at least.
0: Oh. i haven't had any issues i actually started using glue stick not glue stick but the uh, it's it's a it's a brand name of something it's like gloop or something some crap like that but it's not mm-hmm. glue but i i i i did get some and uh actually it works pretty well yeah. I haven't had anything any issues at all
1: if you're dead set on using household goods uh, one that I recommend is blue painters tape that works pretty good on mm-hmm. some filaments some filaments also just won't stick to it so uh, but it's
0: using, to try is using painters tape a, a problem with a heated bed
1: I don't think so I mean uh, it doesn't get hot enough yeah. to light it on fire mm-hmm. and uh, uh, apply the tape to the uh, the spring steel sheet so it's not directly Mm -hmm. on the heated bed. But um, the nice thing about it is it's easy to just peel it off and put a new layer on when it eventually gets damaged. Mm
0: -hmm. What what about hairspray? You can use
1: hairspray. Um, I just prefer not to. I I mean, yeah, if you've got a missus in your life that has a bottle of hairspray, you can grab then (laughs) and go for it. Or if you have a fabulous head of hair yourself then uh yeah you can use i i
0: i use hairspray to keep my
1: bangs out of my eyes because it it drives me crazy right actually guy it looks like you use shellac (laughs) yes yes i do um i I know that light's shining off my mm -hmm. my head so i apologize for that uh so the thing about hairspray is it's kind of messy and like people used to use it regularly and it just kind of contaminates bearings and uh, gets all over everything and makes everything sticky and dusty. And
0: yeah, I don't there know, was a,
1: that's not my favorite.
0: There was a time when a heated bed was not a standard feature. Correct.
1: Yeah, and so, that's where
0: everybody was using trying to find a a, a DIY solution versus something else like yeah. the painters tape and the hairspray.
2: The best hair thing on tape had to was with another anyway. one that was common. I,
1: I haven't personally used it, but a lot of people have these like little bottles that have like a little sponge cap. It's kind of like a bingo marker, um, mm-hmm. and it's got this like watered down adhesive that
2: you can apply to your printed beds. That's
0: what I. That's what I'm using.
2: I just got one from uh, Flashforge. Sent one over. It's just liquid glue stick type thing. Yeah, um, and it yeah. goes down way easier than glue stick, which I I love glue stick. It's cheap, commonly available lasts kind of forever uh it's you know it's a thin ass thin layer you're putting down there so
0: yeah yeah by the way i said i've been using that for a while now i i i wasn't i i'd never really used it before until i got that artillery sidewinder Mm -hmm. and then stuff was sticking too good to it yeah i actually the very first print i did i couldn't get the print off and actually pulled a chunk of glass off the bed yeah because it was stuck so hard on it so i i use some regular glue stick and it didn't work very well so i bought this other stuff that was maybe like 10 or 11 dollars. but i've I've been putting that i'm putting that on the pei sheets yeah Mm -hmm. the thing is everything sticks everything pops right off mm -hmm.
1: it's pretty crazy to expect a print surface to just like perfectly hold on to your parts all the time i mean if you think about it like anytime you stick two objects together, you almost always use some form of glue and just expecting it to always maintain the perfect material properties and not break down over repeated use.
0: Especially in a bed slinger, you know, you've got like the, the, the cube printers or the box printers where just the bed goes up and down on the Z. But now you've got the, you know, a bed slinger, it's going back and forth on the Y and these printers are getting faster and faster that Y is really motoring pretty darn Mm -hmm. quick. If you get like a tall print or something, I mean, physics takes over, right?
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, And I feel like uh, with the enclosed printers, it's taught me how much dust is landing on these beds all the time. (laughs) Yeah. I got two big dogs and a cat, and so there's just going to be dust on there. And so... A print after you wash it, that bed will work for a while. And then if I leave it for a week and come back to it, all of a sudden it doesn't work again. And it's like, well, it's because it's covered in dust that I can't see. Yeah, dander. It needs to be washed off and then re-glue-sticked, and that refreshes it. It's
0: all it's all the cat's fault because cats are evil.
1: So if we get into some forensic 3D printing analysis, do you think we could tell what prints came from JJ's house based on his cat DNA that's on his bed?
2: Probably. Probably the dogs. The the dogs are the most of the hair.
1: It's like a fiber, like a a cat hair.
2: And it's like, this is JJ's.
0: Uh All right. So we're all on board with using glue stick. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: as far as what exact one to recommend, I haven't had enough experience with them yet, but um, I would I would just try some, uh, look on Google and see what people are using.
2: I've never used a bad one from the cheap one Chinese ones that they send package in the printers to those big purple Elmer's glue sticks. Yeah. Uh, Pretty much, all of them work well.
0: They're all; the, it's all the same stuff,
2: basically. Yeah, I, can, I like. The I, can, I can tell you
0: why it's all the same stuff if you really want to know.
1: Well, I won't challenge you on that one, guy. I don't <laughs> want the rest of this episode to be about glue.
0: Oh, come on! That's no
1: fun. That's no
0: fun. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for the questions. And um, like I said, guys, send some questions in. We need them. And uh, make sure to go to perfectfirstlayer.com, go to the submit page, and send it to us. And if they want to email them, where do they email them, J.J.?
2: Perfectfirstlayer at gmail.com. All right.
0: Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you at, J.J.?
2: I'm on YouTube at J.J. Shankles.
1: All right. Nathan? Yeah, I'm on YouTube. My channel is Nathan Builds Robots.
0: All right. And I can be found on Guy's Shop on YouTube and just about everywhere else on at Guy's Woodshop. So, thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks.
2: Bye bye.
0: See. You.